0: She has everything that you would want to be in my better half. It's just that she's not from the same religion.
1: Join me as I have honest, vulnerable, and sometimes difficult conversations with friends, family, and even strangers about the things that matter to them most. I'm your host Siddharth and you're listening to Let's Talk. Real conversations with real people about the things that really matter. Have you ever thought to yourself, my friends probably know more about me than my parents do? Have you ever wondered, why is it so easy for me to speak to strangers online, yet so hard to speak to the very people who raised me? Have you found yourself struggling to have a difficult conversation with your parents about your relationship, uh, your career decisions, or your lifestyle? I just did a quick Google search. How do you speak to Indian parents about And the top three results were, wait for it, how do you speak to Indian parents about dating, depression, love marriage? As children growing up, we are so open to sharing our stories and letting our parents into our world. So why do many of us struggle to speak to our parents as adults? Why are we afraid to be vulnerable with them and how do we express all of ourselves to them? In order to explore this topic further, let's talk to Gurinpal Pal Singh, a son who recently had one such conversation with his parents and walked away with some key perspectives that could help any one of us who wants to do the same. Hey Gurin, thank you so much, man, for joining me to share this story and for taking the time out. I really, really appreciate it. My pleasure, my pleasure. This is going to be interesting. So let's get right into it, right? Um, Tell us a little bit about yourself and your relationship with your family.
0: All right, so um, I'm a Chandigarh kid. Uh, Chandigarh, for those of, I mean, for the people who don't know, is a small town in India. Um, I've always, I've, I was born there. I grew up there. I've uh, done my schooling, my university from there. Um, and, uh, which all obviously also means that I have, uh, grown up at my parents' home, uh, till the major till the majority of my youth, till I was actually 23 is when I actually finally moved out. Um, and throughout my, I mean, throughout my life, I think I've had a very, very loving and comfortable relationship with my parents. Uh, they've always nurtured me, uh, with all the love that I did not even thought, I mean, did not even ask for, it, it's just looking back, it's always been just, uh, unconditional selfless love and, uh, all my values come from there. Not just my parents, actually my, my, you know, my immediate family as well. So I've, I've grown up in a very family oriented environment, touring a different side of the world or the country with them, uh, where we'll have all these family vacations. And, and now that I think about it, all of these are elements, which, um, yeah. You know, I remember all these extended family gatherings and family reunions. And uh, also, our, I, I, looking back, I think my fa- my parents' nightlife used to be with us. Very weirdly, uh, I remember going to one of the first discotheques in the, in the city with them. And I was probably wow. five or six. And I remember there used to be these arcades on the side, which I have no idea why they would put in the discotheque. But yeah, so I have those things those <laughs> of memories. So,
1: so what I heard you say is you're from Chandigarh and your childhood has been amazing, right? Like most Indian parents, all the love, all the opportunities, all the um, opportunities for the family to be together has been shared with you. How did this relationship evolve as you grew up? Um, And, and what happened as like from your childhood, which seemed to be um, like the perfect childhood anyone could have, right? How did that relationship over time change uh, as you grew up? Or did it change?
0: Uh, it it changed and it did not change. Uh, and I, I hope I can explain this, uh, you know, in a justified manner. Um, so the foundation of certain family values and these family values also drew, uh, like derived very heavily from our religious values. And I belong to a Sikh family and my, my parents are quite religious. And I, I would describe them as not religious enough in, in what we think today, religious as a term, not in a conservative way, but, you know uh religious in terms of holding the religious values very important uh in as open minded way as possible i would say but still having said that the religious compass was always non compromisable um it was something that they would always would always be the first priority like the sikh identity for us was always uh has always been the first priority and it still is uh so that's where most of our family values came from and and um you know i got my sense of identity my own sense of values from from everything that was derived from that one uh from from that pillar i would say uh, just to put it simply um but yeah so so with that it also kind of meant somehow and I, I it's nothing to do with the religious setup but uh you know mixing the religious values with the indian setup uh, there were some conversations that you know the usual conversations around uh, the social aspect of uh, a kid growing up in a in a coed environment in a in a in a in a school for boys and girls, all of that uh, those conversations never really happened, and that was again like most of the Indian kids, I had to explore myself. I had to navigate those those years myself. <clears throat> but as you do that, and as you um, again, most of my friends were from different religious setups. You want to say or different value systems as well. Um, so. So I started feeling that a lot of the things that I was discovering, um, you know, in my school life, I could never bring home. But at the same time, I also, the love in my parents also made me respect what they expect of me. So there was this balancing act that I used to do. And right now I can just visualize being a, you know, being a liberant, I can visualize the balance scale. But uh, at home, I was a different person. Outside home, I was, I wouldn't say completely opposite or different person, but let's say uh, there were some aspects of my identity from outside my house that I will never get back home. Uh, you know, like I would, I obviously I had a social, like I had my curiosity around gender roles or, you know, uh, uh, dating or figuring out how to navigate through my relationships with my female friends, all of that. You know, um, all of that was going on, but that was never brought home. And somehow as I grew up, i let that border that division stay so even when i became you know i crossed 18 or 20 or 25 in fact uh till i would say till 28 i kind of let that border exist and i still never found the comfort to initiate any of these conversations uh that i didn't since a kid somehow and i and i and i can't zero down on why like was it deliberate was it just comfortable now Uh, Was it something that we were just used to? Uh, So I let that stay. So what I'm trying to say is that uh, because of this and because of you know when you grow up and you're living uh, outside, when when I finally moved out, obviously there were more aspects of my life that I couldn't open up about. So because of that, just because I was keeping a part of myself away from home, and as more and more of my life focused on that part, uh, I stopped sharing, or or to say it better, to avoid those conversations, I found myself being more and more distant from them. So that distance wasn't from a place of lack of love or anything. In fact, I would often, um, I in, in 2017, I moved to the UK. And even though I had already been traveling around and staying outside of home since 2013, that was the first time I really felt uh, homesick. You can blame it on the European winters or something, but, uh, I was really homesick, but still, you know, getting in touch with my parents again, like, you know, calling every day or something. I didn't have much to talk about because it was just like, what do you know? There, there's so much that I haven't told you about, about my confusions, my feelings, my heartbreaks. And then again, I just kept that, let that be. So, so the relationship did not change in, in point, in, in ways of love. It just changed because I just felt that there is a part of me that they don't want to see because it just felt as if it's away from the identity that they held off me in their minds.
1: Mm. So beautifully said. And, and Gurren, when you say that, I can totally relate to that, man. I, I know we've spoken about this to, you know, multiple times. And I think um, it's almost like um, when we are kids, um, our parents give us our identity. And uh, you know, in in most sense, because we learn so much from them, right? And then as we grow up, uh, we started re- we, like the realization sets in that our identity is separate from our parents, and then we start creating our own identity. And almost like um, at certain point, we realize that there are so, there is certain aspects of our identity that we don't want to um, reveal to our parents just because we feel it might break their heart. Exactly. Um, exactly. And, and it might break their view of how they see us, and this might or might not be true. But that's how, uh, and we hold that in our head, and that's how we we bar having some certain kind of conversations with them. So take us to take us to um, the recent conversation that you had that I'm sure
0: was probably one of the most difficult ones you've had with your parents. Uh, I don't even know where to start. Like just for some context, I fell in love with the. With a girl uh with a wonderful human being uh, who uh you know like the way I put it to my parents ultimately was that she has everything that you would want you would have wanted to be in my better half is just that she's not from the same religion uh but as it happens that she's not even from the same nationality she's a european um and uh so this was going on for the last three years, and in fact uh this whole idea of uh, not meeting my parents' expectations, uh, even resulted in us splitting up for more than a year because I just did not know where this could lead to. And, you know, there were other factors as well, obviously, uh, there was long distance, and but, but at the inherent core, it was this idea that my parents will never ever digest this development in my life. So the easy way out at that time was, you know, just call it splits, but then you know, a year later we reunited and it just came back, all back together that, you know, it doesn't make sense to not be together and everything that she is for me and how she makes me, you know, just the kind of person that she makes me, like what more, what more do you need in your in your partner and if I can get it and if she can, she can get it and which is why she, you know, we also could like get back together Um uh, and you know, the way I put it that, that that if it wasn't meant to be, we wouldn't have come back together again because there were so many factors that had to turn out the way it had to for us to land up in the same country again. All of that given, um, I made up my mind that, okay, if this, all of this is happening, I'm just, I cannot keep on having this conversation with my own self. Like I cannot keep on assuming, uh, which is what I wanted to say that, as you said as well, like with yours, you just assume a certain voice that your parents have. And you forget that with time, just how you grew up, they have also been growing up, right? So, and and and, and I, I actually mean it because this came out in my conversation with my mom as well, that probably three years ago, this would have been a completely different, you know, different scenario. It wouldn't have had happened. But, um, but yeah, like, you know, I wasn't giving them the benefit of doubt or the credit for, for having their own journeys, growth journeys as well. Bringing me to the point that I finally made up my mind that I don't know what's going to happen, but I this is this is beyond the point of keeping my majority of my life a secret. It was not just like affecting our relationship, or it was not just uh, making it was not just allowing it not to be completely official, but it was also increasing the distance between my my parents and myself just because of the silence on these matters. So. <laughs> I had given, uh, I had a uh, plan that in the October of 2019, I will, I will finally tell my parents about what's been up in my life. And this, this would have marked the completion of three years since my girlfriend and I had met. Uh, so if I had decided this timeline like for a year before, like I knew that a year before itself that in October, which was a New Year's time since then, October 2019, I will tell my parents about, about my girlfriend, Wendy. Um, so uh to be honest like i was never ready for the conversation like even though i knew it for a year i was having multiple conversations with different people including yourself you know just trying to every conversation was more like a trial or practice run for me to uh prepare for that ultimate uh dialogue and no matter how much i tried i couldn't i couldn't be prepared enough so could you tell us tell us
1: a little bit about some of the fears that made this conversation so difficult for you to have.
0: What were some of the fears that you you had going on in your all head? All right. So first of all, like on top of my head, it was a conversation I had never had. Like it was like till my till now, I think it, it's very believable for my parents to know that I never had a girlfriend. For example, like that's the kind of person they think. I mean, that's the kind of a good son or good child or good boy I was. You know, they they were oblivious to my past relationships. Um, which, yeah, it was just that's that's the first point. But secondly, I knew that, you know, it will be a big shock to them because uh, I, I felt that I was breaking the trust. And when I say that, I mean that they never stopped me from doing anything, right? Like they raised me, gave me everything that I could have possibly wanted at that time. Um, they, they let me go whenever I said, listen, I'm moving to Mumbai or I'm moving to Netherlands or moving to UK. They had never ever, uh, you know, stopped me or to call Lumpur, for example. Uh, they let me change my career paths, which again is a big, big deal for Indian parents. And that had been happening as early as I was 16, for example. Um, so all of that was happening so that I could be happy. And then this felt like, you know, in, on the side of my. Again, this might so- sound wrong. Let's say for my girlfriend, but but on my parents' side, it felt like I am again going to them selfishly uh, with something that they consider to be wrong. And let me reiterate, all of these were thoughts that I was having with myself in your own in head. my own head exactly. exactly. Mm. these were all conversations you were having with yourself.
1: And there was this element of fear, this element of guilt, uh, all of that, but in your own head. Exactly.
0: It was 2019, but I was still playing this conversation in the voice of my parents as they were in 2000, you know, like again, you, you kind of never understand that your parents are also growing each day that, that, you know, that it's passing. That's, that's the biggest realization I've had actually in the last few months about all of this. So, so the fear was that it's going to be a shit show. Um, You know, I I was imagining the conversation to be that, okay, I'm going to tell them there's going to be some, uh, backlash. We might have some kind of uh, an argument. I was preparing arguments. I was preparing my case in terms of, as if I had to fight a court case. Right. So, so yeah, that, I mean, that is how it was. It was, I never ever imagined what the best case scenario would look like because I was just hoping for the least worst-case scenario, you know, the, the least possible mm-hmm. life. That's so beautifully said, Gurun. <laughs> the least <laughs> worst-case scenario because you'd
1: already, well, I think what you were afraid of from what I've understood from you and uh, through this conversation as well is you were always playing out the worst-case scenario exactly, in your head. Exactly, like,
0: the yeah and preparing almost for that right even though even though even though like after talking to my friends including people like you and other people that we met over the over the course would say that you don't even know how how your parents understand you they'll they'll be fine they'll and if all whenever somebody said it'll all be fine you won't even they'll surprise you i all the only voice that i had in my head was Guys, you don't know my parents, like you don't know how it's going to play out. So, you know, yeah, yeah, cool. Thanks for the positive vibes, but it's it's not going to be the case here. And that I think that that is the biggest realization that the distance is not just one way, it's not just about them not understanding you. It's also about, you not understanding them. Uh, and, and again, after this conversation, it's like, I got to know my parents all over again, and more importantly, they, they got to know me all over again. So guru take us, take us through how did you actually prepare or prime yourself for the talk? All right. So to start off with, I play this very smart. The, the, battle, the battle plan was laid out. Okay. <clears throat> I would go there only for three days. <laughs> the first day, I would just use for my own warm-up. Like I wouldn't talk about anything, nothing. Second day, towards the end of the day over dinner, I will tell my parents, I will take them out for dinner and I'll tell them about the whole thing. And the third day is the one day to recover before I decide. <laughs> fly out uh, it was planned like that just three days all right but i don't know what's up with these parenting uh instincts but uh the moment i landed i landed it so, f- right? so strong right so strong so strong. i landed at four in the morning and the first thing i did was just like pass out obviously uh because of all the travel so around 10 a.m my mom came to my room to wake me up and just like to push me to start my day and i'm not even awake and she goes like so good like what's up? Like, what, have you thought about marriage? Is there somebody, you know, like all those questions are coming and I was literally half awake and I'm like, mom, like, let me just wake up. So she already knew that she wanted to talk to me about this for some reason. Uh, so, so yeah, that day I was just like, I was just like, I don't want to talk about it. You know, all of that. But what I didn't realize was that this time, unlike all the previous times, I hadn't put a hard no to the conversation. Like this time I was like, yeah, 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 we'll talk, we'll talk. Like, okay, let's, let's come back to this later. You know, stuff like that. It wasn't, earlier it used to be like, I don't want to talk about it. There's nothing. I haven't even thought about it. You know? And this time I was just like, no, unknowingly, I was just like, let's, let's see. So the next day, I, that did the same thing happened. The next day, again, in the morning, she start, tried to say the same thing. My dad was around sometimes, not all of that. Like she kind of brought it up three times. And then I said, "Let's see, let's see all of that." And then I just proposed, "Let's go for dinner tonight." And let me just take you out for dinner. So we're at dinner, the food's ordered, and and you know, like again, I had no idea how to start the conversation. Finally, like after after an, a year of planning, I just didn't know where to start. So I chose an angle, which was uh, I would just like talk about mom dad. Like, did he, did he ever think about how my life would? You know turn out this way like did you ever imagine that i'll be doing what i am doing right now i'll be living abroad because honestly like that's a different conversation but i never thought that the way my career would turn out was never planned before they didn't know about it i didn't know about it, all of that right so in a way i just like said did you ever imagine you know like did you thank you for this you let me do that and this gave me this opportunity you know uk happened netherlands happened. Malaysia is being so cool, good to me, yada, yada, like career is going fine. So I just like wanted to kind of paint a picture that, you know, today life is good and you must be proud of me. Like, you know, like career is good. My health is good. I'm happy. All of that. The reason of painting the picture was that I will somehow segue into, well, all of this is happening because one part of my life is really sorted and I'm inspired from that part, which is my better half, so to say. Um... But I couldn't just connect that segue. Like I just, when I ended talking about my life today, I just didn't know, did not know what is that connecting line to say, all right, there is somebody. So we were at dessert already. <laughs> and uh, I ended this uh, story about my present life. And then my mom, thankfully, after like five or well, like 50 seconds of silence, <laughs> my mom just started. Mother's instincts yeah, again. Like, again all right all's good but now tell us what's happening is there somebody and then i said yes there is and then i said the same thing that i just started like what i told you which is that i said there is someone and honestly you'll be the happiest knowing the kind of person she is she is everything you would ever want for values match this that all of that the only thing is she's a european and man like right after that my mom was like all right go ahead and I just did not know what to... I mean, I was like, probably there'll be like some, some... like I was prepared for like, there has to be a rebuttal, right? But there was no... There was like a go ahead. So I was like, all right, then this is going to be a long conversation. Then I started telling them the entire story about how we met, how we split, why we split, how why I was confused, why I was hiding. I told them like literally just her saying, go ahead. And my dad looking at me smiling. Some kind of a release happened and I literally said everything. I was like, Everything. Everything. I, I I even told them about, you know, there was a time in Jan of 2019 when I was really upset at home because at that time I wasn't sure about which country would I land up in where both of us can, you know, be together because we had been long distance all the time. My mom thought I was worried about uh, my next career jump, but I was just worried about, uh, you know, I was worried about, I don't know where we will meet next and I couldn't share it with them. And I was this close to just like having an outburst that you know, I'm tired of no hiding this from you, but I wanna tell you this. But I obviously that was that that would have been like too much of a spur at the like uh, too much of a spur in the moment kind of a thing. Reactive. Yeah. It right? would that would've be been too exactly, reactive. Yeah. Exactly. So I mean I told them about that as well. I told them every single thing that I felt I needed to tell them to let them know that I am I did not hide this from you because I didn't think it was not important for you to know. I was hiding this from you because i wanted to be sure each and every day that, that that i just i just needed to be sure that they could actually see the impact that this aspect of my life has had on me and it is completely congruent to uh, or compatible to how you would have wanted it for me because you know that that's one thing parents always want they want your happiness they want they want that your life is comfortable so it was just me trying to tell them that this was all. This this makes sense, and I have considered each and everything that you might have that I felt that you might have a, have a problem with, and I've thought it through. Beyond that, please get to know the person because she's a gem. I, I,
1: I love it, Gurin, and, and, and I know this is, you've told me this brief version of this story before. And I think uh, there, are, there are a few things that I want to bring out that you did so beautifully, right? Which I think is very important for all of us to remember when we have a, want to have a conversation that we feel is difficult with our parents. Um, first is, I think you beautifully picked a good time. Picking a good time is so important. You picked a time when uh, a you were in a good mind space. Your parents were in a good mind space. No one was in a rush, and um, and and you picked a time when you felt uh, would be a good time for everyone to openly speak about something. Um, and, and I think that was one thing that was very important. Second is um, you actually took them to a completely new environment. So an environment that was both new to you as well as them, uh, which was if I'm if I'm if i'm uh, correct you took them to a restaurant which means that uh, traditionally when we have conversations when we have it in familiar environments familiar patterns of how we speak to each other repeat themselves but when when everyone goes to a new environment suddenly you are all trying to sense each others together and then that creates a whole new way for you to have new dialogue and i think you did that beautifully as well and i think um the third thing is if i'm what what i hear you say also is you didn't, once you opened the Pandora's box open, if I had to say that, you didn't hold back. You just let it flow and you didn't, um, you opened everything up and all of yourself up to them. So it was almost like the tap just had to be opened for everything else to to flow because most other people, I'm not so sure if they would have been open to revealing everything immediately, but you chose to make that decision, right? And and I think... uh, as you called it, it was almost like a release and it felt like a huge sense of relief as well. Almost like an aha, let me tell you everything uh, kind of thing. And, and that's a very important point that you brought up there, right? To have such difficult conversations, uh, what roles do other people play in this process? Like in this case, uh, Wendy, who's your partner in this case, to maybe your siblings or say close family members, what role do you think they play in in, in helping you have sometimes conversations that are difficult?
0: That's very interesting that you brought that up because my, my sister, my younger sister, play, has played a very big role in the overall uh, growing up process of my parents, as I said, because she's always been at home. She, because of other circumstances, because of her health, she could never really move move out a lot. Uh, But which also, like she's had her entirely another journey altogether. But because of that, she was the one who was driving all the tough questions, the tough conversations amongst my parents. Like she was the one who was always challenging their aspects. For me, the only thing I did was I just like stayed away. So, so literally like I'm, I'm the worst example in this. Like, actually, now that we say that, I owe a lot of this to my sister, uh, as well, because because of her, my parents really opened up a lot. You know, like they learned so much from her, and they've they've had this conversation loop throughout when I was actually away, and and you know the growing up that I was talking about, she's been an amazing catalyst to that. Uh, she's like an activist in her own way, you know. Um, so so she, unknowingly, she's played a huge role in this for me. Uh, that's, that's one. Wendy has just been support, supportive, man. Like I can't even, I can't, thanks to big bang theory. First of all, uh, <laughs> she, she knew, I mean, she understood what this whole entire Indian thing is about, about not telling your parents because her parents knew about me since before even I knew about us, you know, it's, it's like that, like they, I mean that she's just so open with her family. And, and that is something whenever I saw that I missed, you know, like in fact, uh, a year ago when I met her parents for the first time. I was like, damn, I wish I could give Wendy the same experience from my parents. You know, like I had all those, those thoughts which, by the way, happened uh, last month. So so all's good. But but the, yeah, so so Wendy has just been super supportive, thankfully, because she understood somehow because of popular culture, whatever. Like, And that's serious. She literally got this example from Big Bang Theory, as she told me. She understood that why I'm keeping secretive about all of this with my parents. Why do I, you know, when I'm at home in my city, why didn't I talk to her too much on the phone, on all of that. So she's been superly understanding. She understood where I'm coming from. She understood the culture. She understood how, how sensitive this entire thing was. She understood that this could have gone anyway. And in fact, she said that before we, the reason she wanted me to do this last year itself was because she said that if by any chance, this does not work out, by, by any chance, they cannot accept it she does not want to be in a position where i have to choose and uh, she will never make me choose Or like that's not even a deal she said that if this happens it has to happen towards i mean it has to be that you listen to them but if that is the case we cannot keep this postponing for too long beyond a certain point you know right? so 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 it was like we need to do it by this certain deadline because if it goes kaput we can figure it out because splitting up is not an not at all an option like splitting up the family is not at all an option so that's the thing bro like she's half indian herself in the way she thinks you know like the, <laughs> the whole family no up, I, yeah. I, which you're bringing out a very important
1: point it is so important for um i mean in this case this, this difficult conversation involved um you know speaking about your partner your parents it was so important for your partner to understand um and empathize with your parents and and put herself in their shoes um and and understand where they're coming from instead of uh you know disregarding it or uh, and and I think thanks a lot to big bang theory for helping her put themselves in her sho- in their shoes more effectively because it they, she could visualize it but uh the, at the crux of it was um her empathizing with your parents and I think that is so so important
0: and empathizing with you in the situation that you are in by the way I forgot to say uh, as a part of the process, I uh, we also had Wendy record a video message for my parents. So the idea was that I would play this message to my parents after the whole conversation is done. But the, the funny thing was that she was she was recording that message in a tone as if like you know like so this is who I am and this is where I come from and my family is this and I know that this is a shock to you. Like the tone was that you know you might be angry, like the audience is angry, and then just like. But then it was, the whole conversation was so positive that after that, it kind of felt like a mismatch. But but they were really, I mean, that's the thing. They were really, really happy to see who this person was, the way she explained herself. And then my mom wanted to jump on a call with her ASAP. And my dad wrote her a long email in a language that I never even understood. Like, you know, when I say language, I mean, like in a tone that I never even saw him speak in. Like, you know, talking about his background, about what all this means to him and how he's, how happy he is. Man, it just opened a whole new chapter for for each of us. I would say, like for each of us as individuals, as a family, it was just yeah.
1: So, so just to give everyone context, not only did this, this difficult conversation go beautifully, uh, but both Corin's parents and Wendy, his partner's parents, just recently um, uh, met and they they went on a on a you know almost like a trip. They un, like met each other in person in Chandigarh, if I'm not mistaken. Got to understand each other, um, and. Um, and, and right now is the start of a whole new story or a whole new chapter, yeah. uh, like, like Gurin you're saying. So um, I'm so, so happy for you, man. I'm so happy for both of you. And I'm so, so incredibly happy for your parents thank also. You. And so respect them for, uh, for creating the space of be, for you to be able to find the courage yeah, thank you. to have this conversation with them and, and to evolve just like you've evolved. Um, Gurin, what would you tell someone who like you wants to have a difficult conversation with their parents. What would you tell them?
0: I'll just, uh, I'll just tell them what you ultimately told me, bro. That, you know, like in the end of the day, it is the same blood. And in the end of the day, all they want for you is your happiness. And as long as you can give them that assurity that you know what you're doing, I, I cannot even, uh, you know, emphasize enough how important that support system is uh and it can i mean for me it was you it was so many people around me uh with whom i would just know that what consequence this can have and how and obviously how good this can be for your life ahead i think they would just understand and they would want to know about whatever is going on in your head um i think parents we we fear that parents might not react according to how you would want them to react but The own, one of the, most of the times that's only happening because they just cannot see how this is for your betterment. You know, though it's, it's, it's the same, like, you know, don't, don't go near the fire. It's, it's that, it's the same instinct that if they are saying no to something even now, it's only because they don't know that you'll be safe or you'll be secure or you'll be fine. Get a support system and it doesn't matter how many people are there in the support system as long as the support system is strong enough. But, uh in the end just take that jump because nothing like you have nothing really to lose after that conversation if it matters to you so much you know beautifully put. it has to happen sometime beautifully put thank you so much gurin for
1: this conversation i think the biggest um i gained so much just list. i've heard this before but i'm i'm you know, in different parts, but just listening to this all over again, there are so many beautiful perspectives that I got. Uh, I'm going to share two things that that stuck with me. And, and and one of them that you shared so beautifully was that all of us play so many different roles in each other's lives. Um, I think the role that you play of a son or a daughter with your parents, uh, and your parents being your father and mother to you, uh, and almost like these roles uh, are entrenched in our head. And we forget that these roles can evolve just like you evolve over time. And, and just like you are on a journey and you're constantly growing, we often forget that our parents are growing too. Uh, and, and sometimes, uh, imagining the worst case scenario when it comes to a conversation that's difficult, uh, might actually be complicating things in your head way more than it actually might turn out to be. Uh, and, and so, um, Keep in mind that your parents are also growing; they're also living this world, and uh, they are also evolving with you. Uh, and the second thing that you said, which was um, that as long as your intention is right and your energy for sharing a particular conversation is right, uh, and you're coming from the right place, uh, I think you have no levels of guilt to hold on to, or no levels of uh, no negative biases or feelings to hold on to. That's the second. Um, And so with this, I want to thank you once again, Gurin, uh, for having this conversation. I hope for everyone listening. Uh, You are able to take at least one or two perspectives about how to have difficult conversations with your parents, um, a few ways to prepare yourself for it, uh, how do you use a support system to have it more effectively, and finally, once you have it, how to release everything that's on your mind and let them into your world because they are your parents, they love you, you love them, and they truly deserve to know all sides of you. Gurin, before you leave, uh, we also created a game that helps people have similar such conversations. Uh, And I'd love for every guest that I have on this podcast to play this with me. Uh, The way it's going to work is I have a simple deck of cards right here. Uh, It's called Food for Thought. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly shuffle this deck and I'm going to pick up two cards that come and you just have to, it'll be, it has questions. You just have to answer the first thing that comes to your mind. Exciting. All right. I'm going to read it out to you. Okay, the first question is a very interesting one. It says, what in your life would others aspire to have?
0: Ah, mm, the love. Beautiful. I mean, is, is it just, Thank do you. I elaborate or is that it? Yeah, exactly. no, that's
1: yeah. good. That's yeah. good. You can elaborate as much as you, would, as you would like. This is one of my favorite questions. It's one of the questions that I've learned from Oprah's book. And it's one of my favorite questions to ponder about and think about. And this is also perfect for this occasion, which
0: is, what do you know for sure? Ooh. <laughs> um, I'm just, I know what I want to say. I'm just trying to phrase it in the most uh, relatable manner. But I i really mean it when I say that everything's going to be all right. Like everything will work out. Things always work out. Uh, you're safe. I'm safe. Thank you. And the last
1: and final one, Thank, last and final one, which is perfect and to end this uh, beautiful conversation on, is what would be a piece of good news for you right now? I
0: won a lottery. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, oh, okay. Uh, that my parents decided to pay me a visit to KL. Beautiful. I can't wait for
1: your parents to visit. And I can't wait to meet them in person That's as pleasant. well. Thank you so much for your time, Gurin. For everyone listening, I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Gurin as much as I did. My biggest insight was that we often think that our parents don't understand us without ever asking ourselves, do we really, and I, may, and I mean really understand them? We often forget that over the years our parents just like us are growing and evolving too. Listening to Gurin literally made me want to go hug my parents. It's given me the courage to talk to them about a few things that probably I'd assume they won't understand without even trying. I'd love to hear your thoughts, insights and perspectives from this conversation. Share them with me on Instagram on the handle at our life circles. And if you're looking to spark a similar conversation with your parents, friends or even colleagues, but don't know where to begin, we might just have the perfect tool for you. Check out our card game, Let's Talk, where we share 110 plus questions that you can use to have a similar heart-to-heart conversation. You can buy your own deck of cards on ourlifecircle.com forward slash game. That is ourlifecircle.com forward slash game and add the code Let's Talk today for a special discount. Link in description below.